Hey guys. Sorry, I got a little wind going. And the radio. Uh, it's Scott Johnson here, Diary of a Cartoonist. It is the one. It's the last Diary of a Cartoonist before Nerdtacular 2010 Iron Man edition, coming uh, to Salt Lake City in three days. Is it? A lot of people getting here on Wednesday tomorrow. The uh, most of them getting here Thursday that are driving or traveling, and a good, uh, probably a decent portion are getting here Friday. So uh, very excited. Gonna get to hang out with uh, some some friends. Very excited about that. Excited to see people like Reggie and the Spags and Tom Merritt, Eric from uh, from App Slappy, my App Slappy cohort. Ah, uh, who else? Brian Ibbett. Oh yeah, Brian Ibbett, dude, coming in. Uh, who else? Tom's wife, Eileen's coming. Oh, it's going to be great. Excited to see everybody. whole bunch of people I'm not mentioning. Because if I tried to mention all of you, I would forget one or two and you'd feel bad. So I'll just mention a few off the top of the list. And uh, it's going to be great. We're going to have tons of fun. The movie is getting um, not, you know, stellar 90 percentile reviews or anything. But it's doing okay. It's in the 60s, 70s. That's a fine range for me on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, at least so far, and, uh, you know, it's Iron Man, it's comic books, it's nerdy, it's what this this event is all about. This year is, marks the year with the most people ever, we'll have, let me go back in time a little bit, first year we had about 95 people, it's totally casual, thrown together last minute, nothing fancy, mostly locals, couple of people from out of town. Next year, which was 2008, we had uh, The Dark Knight was the film, and we um, entertained uh, roughly 180 people, so we basically doubled it, and that year there were about 10 people from out of town, either flew or drove in, drove, driven, and then the year after that, which was, what was last year, Star Trek, uh, 2009's Nertacular, that was about 250 people, I want to say, so pretty good growth, and we had about 50 people from out of town. This year, we have 335 reserved tickets, all reserved, so totally totally full up, sold out. Biggest theater we have available to us for rental, uh, so next year, I don't know what we're going to do. We gotta, if it's going to get bigger, i got to do something different, but anyway, 335 people, uh, I estimate about 60 out-of-towners, and gonna be fun. And I got tons of crap to give away. We got swag bags this year and t-shirts for a good portion of people uh, who's registered early. Um, we're having those fancy cakes return. <laughs> it's just all the fun stuff that makes it fun is happening again. And I haven't had any fallouts this year, like no, no major dropouts, with the exception of a couple people who I knew weren't coming from a few months ago, because you had a conflict uh, that has been here two years in a row, and then uh, Randy Jordan, my co-host on the instance, was had to bow out at the last minute um, due to some stuff. So there's no, so he's not coming. But we have a bi- as big a crowd as we ever have. So I'm super stoked to see everybody, and hopefully a few of you listening to this are coming. Lots of prizes, giveaways, PlayStation Three. Uh, 
tons of toys and action figures and just stuff. Blizzard sent me a truckload of stuff. Got those from Cat Hunter. She's awesome. My favorite person at Blizzard. Patrick's okay, but I think I'd take Cat over Patrick. <laughs> um, but I thought I would talk today, and sorry for the little epilogue or prologue there, but I wanted to get in and just talk about what this event does to me. Um, most people don't believe this is true because I don't put this off on the shows and, or even in the comic or even on the sites or whatever, or, or, or how I put myself out there seems to be in contradiction to this. And it's come up before on the, sh- on this show, but I'm kind of a chicken wuss. Like I don't, I, I, I'm excited to see people, but I, I'm, I don't love crowds. Like it's one of my least favorite things. I don't go to a lot of conventions for this reason. I'm not a big convention hopper because I just can't stand the crowds. I don't know. It's not really a phobia, I guess. It's just more of a just, ah, get me out of here. And I always just feel kind of cramped and sick when there's tons of people around. And I hate going to Vegas for that reason. And I I don't know that I was always like this. I think that in my teens and 20s, I was more into that. And, like, concerts and stuff, I'd go all the time. But now if you ask me to go to a concert... I would rather die than go. I don't care how much I like the band. I don't care that this is their last tour ever. I don't care about any of that stuff. I would rather not go. Like, I will fight tooth and nail not to go, usually. It had to be really special circumstances for me to pack in an arena or even less and deal with that mess. And so to hold an event like this that tends to keep growing and will probably just keep getting bigger and bigger is difficult for me because I don't love all the attention and you know it's it's a weird dichotomy because I love the people but I don't love the stress and the nervousness of it and all of that and no one will know this they'll see me well you're listening to this I guess you will but when you see me on Friday sorry Saturday most of you you'll I'll look like I'm 100% awesome and I got it all figured out and I'm, I'm this is no big deal and I just get up and do the thing and that's going to seem that way. But I'm going to be nervous and I'm going to be all shaky and goofy and, you know, it's just me. It's just, just me. But it brings up the bigger issue of uh, this issue of most of the, comp- uh, the, not computer people, most of the creative people I know in my life, other artists, other people doing creative uh content or output or whatever they're doing uh, drawing singing music writers whatever they all tend to be like this a little high strung a little uh, never sure anything's done right always afraid you've left something to chance uh, needlessly worrying we're needless worriers about stuff we either shouldn't worry about or should compartmentalize until the time when it is good to worry about it you know I don't My wife has this ability to, if she knows she has to speak in front of a group six months in advance, she can forget about it until two weeks ahead and then plan for it. If I know I have to speak in front of a group for six months, I stress and kill myself and can't sleep and don't eat right and everything else for the full six months until it's over. So to some degree, I do this with Nertacular. I I plan it out, we do the thing, and then I worry about it for a whole year until the next one. Because I'm thinking, okay, well, next year I'm going to do this again. So uh, what are we going to do and where are we going to hold it? And It's kind of ridiculous, I admit. It's behavior I don't love. And I know that, you know, I've got 
I had a doctor once say, oh, well, there's medication for that. It'll totally focus you and keep you calm. Dude, I don't... Given some of the history I have with some accidental medication, I'm not into that at all. Like, I do not want to do that. And sometimes I think the thing to do is just to nut up and, like, be a man. <laughs> you know, grab the bull by the horns, face the fear. And so that's what I do. So my fear of crowds and fear of, like, too many people being in the same room or fear of all that, I just face it every year and just say, nope, this is the year I'm going to barrel through this. And now I've done that for four years in a row, and it's still I'm still just as nervous. I still freak out just as bad. I still get stage fright, but then I just do it. And I think that's good, you know? I think it's good that I figured out a way to cope in that way. I think. <laughs> I don't know for sure. But um, I think that's good for diary entry. I just wanted to kind of share how I'm doing and how I'm feeling about it. You know, one of the things that made things crazy was um, last week, Kim decided as a last-ditch effort, because originally, it's a long story short, but we originally, um, we normally do this out-of-towner get-together, like a little barbecue for everybody who flew in or drove in. Word still sounds wrong in my head, drove. Anyway, we do a little get-together uh, that evening. Sadly, all the locals don't get to partake, but uh, it's just a way of, you know, saying thanks for all the extra effort and travel that people made uh, to come to this thing. And so we get this, we get this get-together, and our porch kind of sucks. We have this back porch, and it's fine, it's whatever. Um, but it's not, it's the wood that, that's on the steps and the steps that go down from the, from the exit of the back of the house... It's just cheap and cheesy and crummy and falling apart and the wood's untreated and just garbage. But I'm kind of like, man, whatever. You do whatever you got to do. So my wife says, no, since we're, since this house, because originally a whole bunch of out-of-towners are going to rent a house and the house was going to be the party place. But that fell through. All of it fell through and crumbled. So since that isn't happening, it's back to our place. And Kim says, I'm not having people have to deal with that ugly porch and that ugly deck thing, and I said, okay, what does that mean, so she gets her brother-in-law, who is a genius at woodworking, and planning, and, and quality, and all this stuff with wood, he's the wood whisperer in Utah, basically, uh, she gets him to write up some plans, and an idea, and what it would cost, and blah, 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 um, and decided, like an Amish barn raising last Saturday, we were going to build a deck, a big, a great big deck that would accommodate our hot tub and all this other stuff, and we were going to do the whole thing in a day, like a bunch of Amish putting up a barn, and got close to getting it done, not quite, last night we worked on it again, not quite, so tonight, again, we're working on it, hopefully that means we're done tonight, and everything will be fine, but, I mean, just imagine someone like me who she's not worried at all she's like yeah this is great it's gonna be awesome I can't wait show it off and have some fun on it and you know actually have it be useful when we get this get together and of course I'm thinking oh what if it's not done on time what if it looks bad what if the what if it rains and ruins the wood what if it this what if it that what if you get the wrong stain for it what if we what if we what if we that's me dude and therein lies my issue I've got to quit doing that I've got to figure out a way to harness my own willpower to overcome such such petty worrying and I do it all the time, it drives me crazy there are bound to be more of you out there that feel the way I do and get that way you know, you sometimes you just feel like a crazy person it's like, why do I worry about stuff so much stuff I can't control or stuff that is clearly going just fine and I'm worried for no reason 
you know, there is, there's got to be a method to that madness. So I'd love your feedback. I'd love to hear about people who are dealing with that sort of thing. And if you feel like it's a chronic problem that can only be dealt with medically, or if you have to just, you know, what some of your coping mechanisms are. I was talking to Nicole Spag. She has this great method of dealing with lists and, and to-dos and think tasks that need to be completed and breaking down that task into manageable chunks so that it doesn't seem as big as it is, uh, that kind of stuff. And I'm going to incorporate some of that into what I do. But I'm just wondering what some of your suggestions are. Like, what do you do, you know, to deal in this world where, you know, the human species is rapidly being forced into habits and, and patterns that we were not evolved for? that we are not ready for, that we're not used to. Things that just 200 years ago, people would have no idea what that is and it doesn't affect their lives in the way that it does now. But the, what you know, technology has taken us in places and has us doing things that has changed our physiology and the way we interact with our brains in a way that we have not had the time to adjust to it. So we're kind of like frantically trying to figure it out. And I think that makes us all crazy people sometimes. So what do you do? All right, enough of this. Thanks so much for listening. Appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing a lot of you this weekend and then chilling out for a while and getting caught up because I am behind on everything. I'm only doing this now because I'm in the car and I have time to do it uh, while I commute from a client back to the office. So uh, thank you guys so much. Appreciate everything you do and all that you are as a community. I can't wait to talk to you again. Uh, until next time, leave feedback at myextralife at gmail.com. Um, that comes straight to me. And you can also uh, go visit the site, myextralife.com. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash extra life. That's going to do it. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Bye.